So as I was thinking about transitioning from the retreat, I wanted to talk very briefly tonight because we're going to do this angels and mortals thing. And I was wondering what would be really good to focus on after everything that we learned at the retreat and all the different decisions we made and how we grew. And this issue of faith really came to mind because we talked a lot about some big steps, right? Isn't it true that everything at the retreat involved kind of big steps? It wasn't just small stuff. So how can we apply that in our lives? It comes by faith. We have to apply those things by faith. So why is faith so important to God? I've always thought the first question I want to ask God when I get to heaven is why is faith such a big deal to you? Because faith is such a big deal in every single part of our lives. And there are some reasons for that, but we're going to understand it more uh, when we do get to see Him face to face. But first of all, faith is the conduit through which we are saved. Ephesians 2, 8-9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So my faith doesn't save me, right? It says, by grace, through faith. Faith is what allows me to experience God's salvation, but it's God himself that saves me, not my faith. But faith is very important. If I'm not putting my faith in God, I'm not able to experience that salvation. You can think of it like this. If you're stranded on a little island and the stream is rising around you. This actually happened in Durango three years ago, I think. Somebody jumped off Baker's Bridge and they got stranded on an island downstream. And they had to get rescued by rescuers off that island because the waters are rising and they're about to die. Now, if you're about to get killed, right, and the waters are rising and a helicopter comes by and drops a line to you, your faith is saying, I'm going to grab a hold of that line. But that line is God's grace. Does that make sense? The line is what saves you. You could have all the faith in the world, but you're never going to save yourself. There needs to be a savior there, in that case, a helicopter. It's kind of like that with us and God. God's grace comes and throws us a line, and what we, all we do is we say, I accept it. I take that by faith. And then he takes you into his hand and he says, nothing you could ever do would snatch you away from his hands. Nothing anybody else could ever do would take you away from his hand. So our faith is the mechanism by which we experience God's salvation. So it's super important. Hebrews 11.16 says, without faith it is impossible to please God. How many of you guys want to please God? I do. So without faith I can't please God. In Isaiah 7.9, God says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. See, this entire life depends on walking by faith and trusting God every day. So if I don't stand by faith, I will not stand at all. I want that kind of faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, We live by faith, not by sight. Romans 1.17 says, The just will live by faith. All this talks about faith, 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 how we have to live by faith, how we have to walk by faith, how everything we do comes out of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And even Romans 14.23, this is a neat verse that Russ read at the retreat. It says, everything that does not come from faith is sin. And Russ mentioned at the retreat, did I wake up this morning and think, you know, did everything I do today come from faith? And we don't typically think that way, right? It's kind of foreign to our imagination. But the Bible says whatever doesn't come out of faith is sin. So faith is a huge issue for us. If it's so important, what is it? Honestly, if somebody asked you, what is faith? How many of you think you could give a really solid definition that they would understand? I struggle with that sometimes. How could they really understand it? We can come up with different words like trust and things like that, and that... That's very good. But what is faith really at its core? Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I'll tell you what faith is not, and then we'll talk a little bit about what faith is. Faith is not conjuring up enough feelings of anticipation or confidence to force God's hand. 
A lot of times Christians think, for me to have faith, it means that I can feel strong enough that something is going to happen, and then that, and then I make it happen. I get God to do it, and that's not the case. You know, we we often quote, and I'll I'll talk about it in a minute what Jesus said about faith and moving mountains. But he wasn't saying just imagine it and think of it enough, and you're going to get it to happen. You even think of great stories of huge miracles in the Bible. Like think about Elijah when he calls down fire on the sacrifice and it burns up out of nowhere. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing miracle. And what he says there, though, is, Lord, let him know that I've done these things at your command. Elijah didn't just say, hey, I got this great idea for a miracle. I'm just going to do it. And I have enough faith that I'll make it happen. But he was just simply being obedient to what God had commanded him. And his faith was in Christ. His faith wasn't in his own ability to imagine it. Does that make sense? See, I've done that before. Man, if I could only have enough faith where I could, where I could convince myself that this is going to happen, then it would happen. That's not faith at all. That's just foolishness. That's just mind games, you know, and it's, it has no connection to reality at all. Faith is really simply doing your part, trusting God to do his part. That's it. And your part is oftentimes very small. As far as salvation goes, faith is just accepting a free gift. That's my part. And then I trust that he's going to do his part. And in every single day, faith is just doing my part that God's called me to and then trusting him to do his part. If you think about sharing your faith, a bunch of you guys were at this evangelism training last night. My part is simply to share my faith, right? God's part is to really make that real to somebody and really do the work inside their heart where they come to know who he truly is. So faith is really simply just doing your part, what God calls you to do, and then trusting he'll do the rest, trusting the rest to him. It's really pretty simple. So what did Jesus say about faith? In Matthew 17, 20, he said, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So here's, here's Jesus himself saying, if you have faith as small as mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move and it's going to move. And again, he's not just saying, imagine anything you want in your head and think of it enough and you'll get it to happen. He's not saying that, right? It's at his command and it's according to his will. He said that if we ask anything in his name, according to his will, it'll be done for us. See, that's what he's talking about there. That's the kind of faith that I want, though. Don't you guys want that kind of faith, the kind of faith that moves mountains? Don't you guys want that? That's what I want. So how do I get it? Romans 12.3 tells me something kind of interesting. I used to pray often that God would give me more faith. Have you guys ever prayed that? I've prayed that. God, I want more faith. Give me more faith. Well, this is interesting. Romans 12.3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Okay, it says, with the measure of faith that God has given you. So according to the Bible... God's not going to give you more faith. That's kind of awkward to some of you. You might not have ever thought that before. God's not going to say, Hey, Justin, I'm glad you had five ounces of faith for these last ten years. Now you're going to get ten ounces. I'm going to give you ten, five more ounces. God, God says, I gave you a measure of faith. Okay, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. And here's why. This is kind of interesting. We have to use the faith God gave us to develop it and grow it and strengthen it. Does that make sense? Justin's pretty buff over here. Okay? Justin... I'm picking on Justin a lot tonight. Name it. Name it. Yeah. You wish, Riley. You wish. So, Justin, you were born with the amount of muscles you have right now. I mean, from day one, you had every muscle when you were born. God didn't say, okay, to make Justin bigger, I'm going to double the amount of muscles he has. I'm going to give him 17 new muscles. No, he didn't say that. See, in life, as I go through life, 
using the muscles that God gave me, they get bigger. I mean, Tom, gosh, when, when I first met Tom, he probably weighed, what, 135? 135? That's insane. He was, he was cycling six hours a day or something like that to the point where he just about went crazy. But he weighed nothing. He was a tiny little twerp. <laughs> you should see... Yeah. <laughs> I know, I weigh 145 now. So... What do you weigh now, Tom, again? Uh, 175. 175. See, as you use those muscles, that's partly because you quit cycling and started hitting the weights. As you use those muscles that you were given, they get bigger and they expand. Isn't that true? They get stronger and you can do more with them than you could previously. So God's given you a measure of faith. Now, how are you going to let that grow? How are you going to let that develop the way He wants? 2 Corinthians 10.15 says this, Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. This is Paul speaking. But he says, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our area of activity among you will greatly expand. See, again, Paul is saying that your faith is going to grow doing what? As they're sharing the gospel. He's talking specifically about that and their influence expanding. So he's talking to the Corinthians about growing their faith by obeying God's word. Isn't that good? So they're growing their faith. And again, in James 2.22, it says, You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. So his actions, it says, were completing his faith. Or they were, that same word means maturing. I think Russ talked about that even too in the Greek. So it means that the faith that God had given him was being made mature, or it was maturing, or it was growing, being made complete by the actions that he did, by applying what God told him to do. Does that make sense? It's pretty interesting stuff. Okay, so you can grow your faith, you can strengthen your faith by using it every day, just like you'd strengthen your muscles by working out in a gym. Just like Daniel does. Daniel, I don't ever want to arm wrestle you. You're pretty big. So, just as you would work out in a gym, you can work out your faith muscle, so to say. You can apply what God has told you to do and develop the faith that he's given you. Now, here's kind of the verse that it really culminates with. This is a good verse, so listen carefully. Romans 10.17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Many times I've heard pastors talk about this and say faith comes by hearing, that means to get faith you have to hear somebody speak the Bible audibly to you. And I always think that's kind of weird. You know, what if you're deaf and you, you can't hear it audibly? Doesn't that make sense? Like what, what role do my ears have to play with increasing my faith? Well, that's kind of a shallow understanding of what it's saying here. In the Greek, the word hear is the same word for understand. So what Paul's saying here is faith comes by understanding the message, understanding God's word. And understanding comes through the word of Christ. Doesn't that really connect with everything we've been talking about tonight? As you apply it and as you learn to understand God's word through application, it's going to build your faith. God's word is the source of building our faith and applying his word. That's why James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Did you catch that? If we're just reading the Bible and just listening to what we hear but we're never applying it it says we deceive ourselves see that's the opposite of faith but it says if we do what it says if we're applying it that's when our faith grows isn't that good? isn't that good? so as we apply God's word every day we use those muscles God's given us and our faith grows and it builds and it becomes complete isn't that neat? so if you've ever thought I want that faith like a mustard seed that can move a mountain the way to get there isn't just to try really hard to imagine that mountain's going to move. <laughs> That's kind of a, 
a childish way, which I've done for years, to try and imagine faith growing in my life. The way to develop that faith is simply daily applying God's Word and obeying it every day in my life. And again, you guys heard me talk a little bit about Luke 16.10. It says, if we're faithful in little, we'll be made faithful in much. And again, it's that same principle. You can't be made faithful with a whole lot until you're faithful with a little first because your faith needs to grow. Doesn't that make sense? See, if our, if our faith isn't growing, how in the world could it be enough for a whole lot? See, we need to let it grow first. So how do you, how do you let it grow? Again, just get in God's Word every day and then apply it in your life. So I just wanted to close with this. There's no such thing as a leap of faith in Christ. A lot of you guys have heard of, you know, I made a leap of faith. It should never be a leap of faith. See, God has given us so much evidence for His Word, so much, so much evidence for Himself, that I can take a confident step of faith. I can take a confident step of faith where I'm putting my trust completely in Him. And it's not a leap. It's very confident. He's trustworthy. He's never let me down. How could that be a leap? I can trust him every time. He's never going to come up short. So as I learn to take those confident steps of faith, it develops trust in God, doesn't it? Every single time. And I can trust him more later. Now going back to the beginning, what's the importance of faith? A lot of it has to deal with exactly that. See, as I'm walking by faith, as I'm growing in faith, as I'm developing the faith that God's given me by applying his word, I'm learning to trust Him more every day. And relationships are built on trust. Relationships require trust. They depend on trust. And see, the more I learn to trust God, the closer that brings me to Him. And that relationship with God grows deeper and deeper. So I think the big point of faith is the big point of life and everything else. It's to grow closer to God. It's to grow closer to God every day. So I want to just ask you, what area, and it could be something from the retreat, and I know a lot of you guys have different things that came up at the retreat, and you were challenged, and you were convicted, and you were encouraged. What area do you need to step out in faith in? What area do you need to trust God in this week, coming home from the retreat? And maybe even if you weren't at the retreat, what do you think you need to put into practice that God's been teaching you out of His Word? Because as you apply that, and as you practice that daily, it's really going to develop and grow the faith that God's given you.